eighth episode of the UU Haka Show. L'chaim. <laughs> this is Megan. This is Sarah. This is Hannah. This is Joe. This is Patrick. Yeah. I think. You think. <laughs> that was Patrick. That was. It was until I got kicked off the I am Patrick. I am Patrick. <laughs> no, I, I am Patrick. Patrick. Um, My name's not Rick. <laughs> Anyways. Um, last time we covered the much-anticipated final battle between Yusuke and Toguro. Blood, sweat, and many tears were shed as our heroes face against his greatest enemy yet, his greatest enemy yet, and come out victorious. But can this win make up for everything and everyone he has lost in the process? Tune in and find out as we cover the aftermath of the Dart Tournament, episodes 65 and 66. We'll also talk about art. You better get ready. I did it, y'all! <laughs> yeah, you did it! Red. Yay. Yay. You did it! Alright, well, Woo. I'm excited. No, 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 no. Okay, so, first is episode 65, Out with a Bang, in Japanese... The scheme vanishes together with the stadium. Very, very contrasting. In terms of, <laughs> Wait, um, the sentiment. <laughs> so, out with the bang is the American title. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah, Japanese is the scheme vanishes together, together with, with the stadium. The stadium. <laughs> One is a bit more literal. I'm not, you know? I, I took the intonation slightly differently. I took it as the scheme vanishes together with the stadium. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh. I see. I see. <laughs> I mean, they, they literally say it in the Japanese, so now I'm wondering how it was intoned because I don't remember. Or wait, no, they don't say it in the Japanese. Yeah. They say it in the Spanish. Sorry. Oh, did, oh, did they say the episode names? Uh, they do. Yeah, because so in the Spanish version, just like a weird peek behind the curtain. They don't actually show a title in Spanish. They show the Japanese kanji and then just say a phrase in Spanish over it. <laughs> That's not confusing They're at like, all. Hoy presentamos. The scene <laughs> vanishes, but I, like in Spanish. I mean, that kind of makes sense because then you'd have to take time to edit like yeah. the already still image back in the 2000s. I'm pretty sure the Spanish dub had less money for yeah. like editing than the English one would, yeah. would. So oftentimes the intro and outro credits are also still in Japanese with Spanish mm. subtitles and shit. Oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So basically with episode 65, Yusuke must begin to cope with the loss of his best friend at the hands of Taguro. Meanwhile, after Sakio asks Koema to take his life, the billionaire unveils his final plan, destroying the stadium with everyone still inside. Wait, does, does Sakio like being referred to as a billionaire, or does he like being called to a man of means? Because I've heard that's a thing in American politics He's right now. He's a man now. of money. Man of oh, money. Yeah. He's the man of the most money. Man, I'm really out of politics, like... And I was a poli sci major. I have no idea what Hey, guess what? The world's on fire. That's how about yours? How about yours? That's, That's the way I like it. Bored, Donna. Hey, now. It's you, Hawk Show. Oh. It's recap time. Yusuke won. Hey, now. Our country's <laughs> fucked. Anyway. <laughs> Done. I mean, Yusuke wins. And Yay. he reacts. Who <laughs> took the notes this time? Uh, it was Maybe. Patrick. <laughs> okay, because there's something here that I <laughs> I don't think was said. Uh, Patrick likes to do... So when everyone, except for me, when um, Sarah, Hannah, and Joe does notes, it's very straightforward. You yes. know, they're very clean. They're very, like, actually what happened. Uh, Patrick's are more stream of consciousness. <laughs> no, in, in a good way. In no, a good way. No, it's funny. It's just like it's... It actually works out well. It works out well. I like it because it's like it just brings, like, recap time. So, oh yeah, I know they're doing the, the whole recap thing in the beginning where it's like, uh, it's like One Piece where 
they recap it like the first seven minutes or the recap and there's the episode yeah <laughs> so like that where it's like oh hey here's the battle and it's like oh this is where we're at and I then... genuinely thought I was rewatching the episode before it like I was yeah. just on the wrong because I was oh, watching yeah. uh, illegal versions I was like oh maybe they messed up the numbers yeah. or something and I was like oh nope that was nope. episode <laughs> it yeah. was right <laughs> don't worry I thought Funimation was broken like it always is but damn <laughs> no but seriously that player's a piece of shit yeah so the reason we brought up the fact that Patrick took the notes is because it says he in Japanese says he took a bit of time to do it eh but then he noted in Latin American oh fuck I don't speak Spanish uh. <laughs> the English he just says <laughs> like, literally that's like that's always just like eh. and then they move on I noted like in, in the fan, in Hakusho fandom mm-hmm. it's like infamous because when you read like fan fiction, like an infamous like uh, trope is like he only says hin, like literally h i n to anything to everything. Does Wait, it... is that how you read that? Because I read hmm. hmm. H n like a gruff, like a sexual. Is that like fan fan fiction? In fan fiction, sure. In fan fiction. If you want an episode about you, Hakusho fan fiction, just let us know. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about. Have you guys ever put out your own fan fiction? No. I I'm actually too did. lazy, man. Oh, okay. Sarah's pause <laughs> made me think she was about to be like, maybe. No. <laughs> I'm too lazy. And, and she's like deleting all her, uh, her fan fiction site while the Kurobara <laughs> fan fiction like, shit, shit, Kurobara shit, 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 I would not delete if any Kurobara fan fiction because he doesn't have enough. Aww. If I wrote any, I wouldn't delete yeah, it. Yeah, he's not they're, a popular character, mm-hmm. like... As far as that stuff goes. Right? I, no, I wonder if he was more popular in Japan at the time. Just because, mm-hmm. like, you know, he's kind of like the tough, traditional guy yeah. type thing. So I, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if he was very popular at the time, but in a different right. way. I feel like he'd be more popular now if he came out as, like, a Yuhashi came out as a new anime. Like, with the American audience, you think? With or with especially the American. I don't know, maybe Japanese. They should probably change some things up if it came out. This early though. Well, how how do they like? I guess like we would just see. Hey, if people like Okuyasu, they will like Kuobara. That's true. A character from JoJo, yeah. Um, um, oh man, a JoJo reference on the Yu Yu Hakusho podcast. <laughs> oh, wow, weird. Uh, uh, the cool. Well, here's the thing: Kuobara's merch was always way cheaper than like Yusuke. When I went, to, yeah, when we when I went shopping for merch, I was like, oh, Kuobara stuff, great. It's like two hundred yen, one hundred yen. There's not much, but it's there. But like Yusuke's and like Kurama's and Hiei's and Sakyo's were like three like times yen. as much. And I was like, oh, it's like four thousand yen. Like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. Damn. Even in death, Kuobara does not get any respect. <laughs> so a reminder: Kuobara was dead. Oh yeah, he died. Hundred percent dead. Also. They seem to forget about it. they're talking. Like, oh, Kurobara, oh yeah, he's dead. He's like just like laying there. Oh yeah, that's right, he died, didn't he? Yeah. Well, even uh, to recap. So. Apparently there's a nom flashback to uh, Kurobara's <laughs> yeah, death. Yeah, yeah, it was like Yusuke is like imagining it and it's like uh, all of a sudden you just heard it, it ain't me playing in the background. I don't know what that was about. I think I might have gotten the wrong version, but all I hear her was like the dun 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 dun. Yeah. So uh, last time I told Patrick, like, I don't think Kurobara comes back from the dead. So how. Tell me your experience with that, man. I thought I thought it was like, yeah, I kind of saw it coming. It like, I thought it was really dumb, though. It's like, oh, he's alive. Oh, I f- it's like he faked it to to uh, um, to sort of inspire Yusuke to go all out. And it's like, Tugor- it's like, yeah, what's weird? Tugoro didn't hit me anywhere vital. It's like, yeah, he did it everywhere but his heart. And it's like, it, it's it got really weird. Where it's like, oh, it's like revenge for Genkai or some sort of uh, redemption for it. It was really weird the way that it was. Where it's like. To go, oh yeah, he was good this whole entire time. It's like, 
Well, no, he kind of killed half the stadium. It's like, and Genkai. Like, why so, would he? It's like, yeah, it's like really confusing. It's like, yeah, I didn't kill him. I want to just motivate him. But I did kill half the stadium, so, you know. Yeah, we can we can talk more about that as we get further. But I think the sort of like weird contradictory nature of like Toguro and like how he felt may have worked better for Japanese audiences of the time mm-hmm. because it's very much like a classic like old martial arts movie and like old anime trope. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you guys have ever watched like Hokuto no Ken, aka Fist of the North Star, there's a lot of characters who are straight up the worst people ever. And then in their final episode when they're dying, they're like, I did this for children. And then they're like, <laughs> oh my God, he did this for children. Is it kind of like just a lot of like, Ends justify the means. Not even that, because this shit's insane. Yeah. Like, yeah, like no, straight up. There's, there's, I mean, you know, major Fist of the North Star spoilers. But there's a character who he fights later in the series, who's like one of the few characters the main character ever loses to. But he, when they're fighting, and he like it's a rematch, and he's he kills the dude during his like thirty minute long dying breaths. He <laughs> he fucking is like. Yeah, my master, who I loved, tricked me into killing him because it's part of our school style. So I formed, I enslaved a bunch of children to make a pyramid in the middle of the desert for him. I did it for the kids. It's like, what are you talking about? What kind of logic is this? And I thought, I thought Initial D's motivations were fucking stupid. Yeah, like I like aspects of Fist of the North Star, and it's hyper influential, but like. It's really dumb sometimes, and that's one of the main ones. And I think um, Toguro is a more refined version of the shitty, stupid things in Fist of the North Star. Well, that's saying something, because Toguro's motivations are pretty shit. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I We can talk more about that as we go on. Mm-hmm. I, think like, played- I don't think he's justified, but I think they're well-realized. Yeah, I, I kind of like I kind of like Yusuke's reaction, though, him being dead. It's like, yeah, it's like just the prank, and then Yusuke like, gets angry. It's kind of like a reflection of what happened before, where he didn't tell Kubara that Genkai died. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's like all pissed off. It was like a little less, like intense and more like ah, Kubara, you punk. Yeah. It was kind of nice to end that like yeah. tournament. That well, it wasn't ended until later on. We'll talk about that. But like, it's nice to end that like kind of moment of gravity mm-hmm. with like something like haha, just kidding. Yeah. Like, and it was everyone's joking around with each other because. It's a little bit lighter of a situation by comparison. I'm, I mean, yeah. I mean, speaking, but as soon as it gets lighter, it gets a little bit worse, don't you think? Yeah, I, I don't know. I like part of me wishes that like if this death didn't stick, that Genkai's death had, yeah. except that she plays a decent enough size role in the next saga. Mm-hmm. So like, I know functionally why they couldn't do it, but like dramatically, what are you talking about? You'll find Genkai out. Died, didn't she? Who's the mass fighter? Yeah, who is who, who is yeah. who is the mass corpse? Who has yeah. been dead for three days and returned to life? Jesus. Yes, Genkai. Who is oh. the Jesus fighter? We will find the out. Messiah. So, so took her three anyway. days to no. So the I guess yeah I think that the whole thing was um every time he's like oh I didn't hit any more vials like the one last time I'm gonna say it's like. Avoided the heart, but I'm pretty sure he punctured the lungs. Other basically a lot of things. It's like internal bleeding. I feel like. what he did. You all can't see this because I'm doing shit with my my hands. But I'm like, I'm just imagining he <laughs> entered in such a way that like I don't know if the, like I think the heart is before the lungs. But like he, he goes around each of the he goes around each of the tubes. He's like, well, I'm not gonna hit those. And then like when he gets behind it, he's like, okay, now I'm slightly behind the heart. I'm going to avoid the lungs. <laughs> he do it if he doesn't have. 
he's like doing this. He's like, he's like doing this. He's like, like doing this. He's just tickling the heart. Yeah. No, let me let me tell you. Have you ever played Operation? Guess who played a lot of Operation? Toguro. I mean, to be honest, the way they lived, there was like boring. So that's all they had. Is there water on the knee? Operation. Like, I'm just imagining someone needs to make that Genkai and Toguro playing Operation. Anyway, <laughs> I was just imagining the two of them playing doctor. Anyways, uh, so yeah, so Sakio comes back and, uh, you know, he's just like, hey guys, I'm a millennial now. I want to die. Yeah, he's, he's like, he's, Conan's like, I don't want your life. He's like, yeah, but I want to die. I need to feel miserable. I need, or he's just feeling sorry for himself. It's like, I just want to die and in this all my misery. Well, I thought it was more like he was going to die anyway, right? Like that was what was implied. Well, I mean, I mean, he no. didn't have to. Oh, 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 you mean his bet, his bet. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. no, but like, I thought it was implied that like, there was a greater force or something like that. And no. Something, okay, never mind. I just assumed I heard you have wrong. seen further in this series is all I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, Maybe, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Patrick has a note here that it straight up becomes a Resident Evil game, which is weird because I was thinking this straight up became a Metroid game. Either way, it's like self, the, the system, there's like self-destruct sequence has initiated, escape, leave the stadium in 15 minutes or be blown up. And it's like this alarm's going off and everyone's trying to escape. And the weird thing is that everything's like crumbling around them and it hasn't even exploded yet. Wait, actually, I'm pretty sure the noise the alarm made was included on a fucking keyboard synthesizer I had as a little child that I might have in the back room <laughs> oh right gosh. now. I'm actually going to find it right now. You guys continue the episode. Let me see if I can find the synth. Yeah, so, oh my god. So he... basically Sakyo's his, his um, one last one-liner is, the dome will see an explosion with me and my ambitions. I was, I was like thinking the entire time, I was like, wow, this is totally me. Oh, that's me, you? That's like, Mike's exploding with my ambitions, like, yeah, that's, that's me. So, it's like, oh, damn, dude, why you gotta take everyone else out with you? Yep. But, uh... You it's know. one of those types of people. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be a dark tournament without the audience constantly dying. That's so, true. you know what? There's more audience though that looks like they survived than there was when Tu uh, was fighting. They probably kept on ushering more people back <laughs> in, like, "Hey, this section's down. <laughs> more space. <laughs> Come on Everything's down. Falling down. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, you guys been in the queue? Oh, Ten I thought more. that was the dog. <laughs> yeah, the dog is like 180 pounds now. Well, no, I felt the thing jump over. There, it's like, oh. oh, yeah, by the way, we had a dog. Uh, uh, we just had a dog, <laughs> uh, yeah, we had a dog. It's gone now. I don't know what happened. Though. You guys keep on doing the episode. I'm gonna try finding the synth. You're just gonna hit buttons. <laughs> if you guys just like hear random shit in the background, you'll know why. Uh, gonna play some uh, roundabout. <laughs> Where the fuck is this? Keep, keep going, y'all. Oh, no. yeah, so basically, everything's everything's uh, starting to like ex- not crumble, not so, so much explode. It's and it's just like crumbling It's like down. the stadium's collapsing. It's yeah, like, collapsing. My thing is, why is it just collapsing when it's going to explode? I mean, no bombs Maybe, like, the off, heat right? is melting the steel Oh, beams. you know, it's like, it's like, ener- it's is like this, trying to, it- like, energize, you know, like, the things when you see, like, energy just, like, coming into a thing. It's like, it's, oh. like, oh. it's just vibrating. It's vibrating. It's vibrating. Yeah. Yeah, so everyone's scrambling to get out of there. Um, <laughs> this is the thing that's happening. <laughs> Jury is like, I don't want to die before I get made. In the Japanese. Yeah. Version. In the Japanese. And then Koto's like, oh, we'll be canceling the award ceremony. And the English version, Jury's like, no, I don't want to die a virgin. <laughs> so Jury's just released the biggest shocker. And then Koto says, <laughs> I just. 
The English dub is amazing. Yeah, it really yeah it's, it's, a, it's like Jerry just feels a shocker that I would have never guessed whether Papasin is a committee cocktail lounge. Let's find you a man. And then they run <laughs> and away. They run away. It was, it's really weird how different that is in, yeah. in the dub, but... That was like, it's like unnecessarily like... <laughs> it's, it's unnecessarily long. It's like, yeah, we get it. It's, it's also so shady. Kota's yeah. so shady. That implies like the stint at the committee cocktail <laughs> lab. Yeah, that was... Like, uh, oh boy. And Jerry's supposed to be like 14 or what, right? 16, 16 maybe? <laughs> like that's so dark. Yeah, that's Kota, so dark. Kota, man, she has a mouth on yeah. her. But yeah. it's like that's like the darkest part about this dark tournament. To be fair, they are like they're like fourteen, sixteen year olds, so they probably they probably talk like that anyways. So. That's true. I don't like I know a lot of kids in my school talk like that when I was younger, so yeah. it's like even if nothing actually happened, you'd be like, Yeah, we totally probably Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, it's oh like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Any so Konma and Sakyo are arguing. Um basically Sakyo Wanted to make a was it a transport? A transporter, and he want. I, I guess he wanted to make the for the human world, make the humans like do something. I can't remember exactly. He wanted to basically create a world in which people ruled by a force of having like demons that they had hired. He basically. Have you guys ever played a Megami Tensei, like or Shin Megami Tensei? I played it, Such and then man. I kept dying, and there was no save points. Wait, so did you play stopped. Persona? Or, oh yeah, Persona Five. So, so Shin Megami Tensei predates Persona. Oh okay. And like, so Persona is interesting in that it's mostly. I mean, so I haven't played them, but mm-hmm. I, I'm aware that it's mostly a normal world that you happen to have these things that can help you with. Mm-hmm. In uh, Megami. Tensei uh, in Shin Megami Tensei, uh, you know, prior to Persona, it's more like demons have invaded the like the human world, and like human society has broken apart, and like oh. nuclear bombs have gone off, and like so, oh. uh, and people rule by the force of having hired like and made contracts with demons because de- demons can only be brought into the world through contract, oh. which is like a you know biblical idea. That's way more like intense. Yeah, <laughs> and so and so like I think. Basically, Sakya was trying to make Shin Megami Tensei happen. Oh, it's a prequel. Yeah, yeah, but the, well, yeah. Shepard Black is kind of okay, 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 okay. Yeah, okay. but essentially, all right, all right, all right, all right. Essentially, they all meet up with with Sakyo and he's in this this built the this room with uh, the sister. What's her name? I can't. Uh, Shizuru. Shizuru. The yeah. Sister. Si- yeah, I don't know Sister Shizuru. Sister Shizuru and Koenma, and like the building's <laughs> collapsing, and like and the village people. Yes, and the village Why people. I am I think he's asking why. <laughs> yeah, and he just hands and Sakio hands her the, this box. They're like, oh, I need to. I'm gonna die now. And it's like these rocks just collapse on her, and she's like screaming for him. I thought that was a lighter. No, it was right there. No, it was a lighter. No, the box is a lighter. Lighter. Oh, the yeah. lighter. Okay. Yeah. Like, it looked like a little box. But I do like <laughs> what you wrote. Sakio hands cool parts of the box. box. <laughs> then dies then he dies rocks. by rocks. Damn. <laughs> Poetic. <laughs> we should just have Patrick do all the notes in Limerick. Oh, yes. <laughs> Patrick's actually a rapper. Like. Yeah. My name's Little... No. Uh, <laughs> little Nope. <laughs> little Nope. Little Nope's a pretty good SoundCloud yeah, actually, yeah. In a modern day, that's Check out my SoundCloud, W. No. Uh, so, cool bar. Dot horse. Dot horse. <laughs> Which is apparently a real uh, domain ending now. What? <laughs> Why? Is there a joke that I didn't understand? No, that was brought up. So, uh, peek, behind the, peek behind the curtains, but we were talking with some other people who we might podcast with in the future, and one of them apparently has a dot horse website. <laughs> Don't know what that means. <laughs> there, you, okay, anyway. That's actually kind of funny. Oh, man. I, anyways. <laughs> so everyone 
Keiko's trying to get out of the stadium. Keiko's like totally like she's out of it. Yeah, she's they like called phased... it PTSD in, in uh, she, English. She, wow. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, cause what what exactly got through the state? Was it the? Uh, well, it was. Was pe- she just like shocked? She was shocked. I think it was during news, the middle of Yusuke's <laughs> fight, that she yeah. started kind of getting. <laughs> I guess shell shocked. Oh, she's basically shell shocked. So I, she's. Fuck like, I don't think I can find the time. Sorry. Sounds like you're starting a rap song. Continue, Duh. Sarah. Just Duh. continue. Yeah, I'm putting that away forever. In the, in the last few episodes, she was kind of... She was Duh. almost in denial of what was happening as she watched came to girl fight. And she's like, oh, Yusuke, this can't be happening, right? We're just back at home and you're just messing around and I'm just yelling. It's like, get it on your case. But no, he's actually fighting to his death and she's just like shell-shocked and now that the fight's completely over, Yusuke and the rest of the and the rest of the fighters are like with Shizu and and Botan who's like Yusuke Botan is not like Yusuke Keiko is not well and she's like I don't know she's just Zoning out. She's zoning yeah. out. She's like shell shocked. It's that yeah. like classic anime thing where like they don't have like the color, not the color in their eyes. But they, they don't have, have the like, people. The they shiny. Don't get, yeah, they don't have the shiny. The shiny, the shiny, shiny like kind of like lost or um, fuzzied, I guess. I yeah. Know. And so, I don't know, a lot of things are happening. Like rocks almost, almost fell, yeah. t- like almost get Yukina, but luckily in the nick of time, she say bye here. Which shocks Kuwabara. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Kuwabara's like, what? <laughs> I should have done that. Basically. Does everyone everyone knows at this point that they're wait. No, not Kobara. Cool, no. Not Kobara. Cool oh, cool but does the audience know? The audience yeah, the knows. Audience. Yeah, the audience. They, they okay. said because it literally the audience knows from the beginning. But Kobara does not. Speaking of sisters and mistaken things, um, do you want Oh, mistake what? Never mind. Oh, oh yeah, oh no, uh yeah, I had a I I I had a really weird time at a bar the other night. Or not a bar. Gosh. A restaurant. <laughs> so I I went to this Unexplicit Mexican restaurant. And unexplicit. Unexplicit. I'm not gonna call them out, but uh, I didn't want to say Reba after that. But, uh, <laughs> Which means to that? go fast. Like, yeah. Or, no, no. What does that mean? They should. Uh, it means above. Above. But like, oftentimes it's used like up, up, Hurry and away type thing. Yeah. Okay. Either either way, yeah. And I went to the this restaurant, and uh, like we were trying to order food, and this guy just like sits down at our table. This this uh the the was it this the server? I guess mm-hmm. he sits at your table. Like he sits down next to my brother. Is like okay for you. It's like and and then he looks at me because I'm with my brother and my sister. Looks at me. He's like okay and for dad. And I'm like uh <laughs> and I'm literally screaming eternally. Oh wait. Like, so is the die. waiter like younger than you? By like a no decent? no. He's like he he looks like like my a little bit older than me. Maybe like thirty five or something. Mm. But he's like, he's like, like taking our orders, thinking he's being like so cool and stuff. And then like he'd come by and like sit down at the table every other minute. And then, what? and then this one time he just sat down and start, started talking about Bigfoot with us. What? what? Did he? Did you ever correct him? To no. Get that, Why would like... I do that? That'd be that wouldn't be that'd be no. That'd be like not funny to do that. Uh, yeah. We we just made jokes. We thought we were on impractical jokers the entire time, uh, and uh, the we're 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 waiting for uh, John Quixote to come out and be like, "Oh yeah, you're on. What would you do?" Uh, the mildly awkward moments. So why did you think that? And you mentioned that you he thought you were dating or like married to your sister. Yeah. Why did he? he like, did, no. How do you know he thought that? I, he literally said, "And for dad." So I imagine he was implying that I was married to my sister. And that was my son. 
I thought you like maybe he thought those were your two kids. No, no, I don't. I, I don't think he thought that. He thought I was married to my oh, sister. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah, it was. It was, was pretty, much worse. <laughs> pretty bad. So yeah, and he, and then I made up the story about Bigfoot and how we went to Alaska and we like we like I fought like this creature or something like that. I just made up some bullshit because I was bored. So well, that's. So Kuwabara was the waiter in this scenario. <laughs> yeah, that's that's we brought it back. Brought it back. Oh, Anyways, that was the most awkward moment of my life and I don't want to go back to that restaurant. <laughs> now it's on recording, so there's better restaurants out there. Yeah, yeah that's true. Gotta give me some recommendations, please. <laughs> we should do an episode of this cast where we all just go to a Mexican restaurant yeah. together. Yeah, you have a re- Mexican restaurant. That you guys like, just comment below when you post this episode. Do we have a comment section? I mean, we kind basically of. on Facebook we on post Facebook, the, yeah. like the episodes there. Uh, yeah. And, but yeah. Continue. From so going back to Kiko, Yusuke's now here, and he's pretty much like Kiko, you gotta snap out of it, and he's just. Just freaking slap the hell out of her. It was yeah. like front hand, back hand, front hand, back hand, front hand. Yeah, holy shit. <laughs> my, my thing is, why don't they just like pick her up? Like they're just yeah. sitting there. She's not moving. Why don't you pick her up? <laughs> yeah, this dude just killed a dude who was able to pick up an entire like you know Built entire him. rock <laughs> ring. So you would think that like oh even at like one percent of your strength you know there goes percent shit again. Uh, you could just firemen's carry this girl out of this building, but like, I don't know. He just like, even the girls this, like, could probably have carried. Yeah. Shizuru could totally fireman's carry Keiko out of the building. Like, any of them can. Like, like literally, they could, like, just drag her or something. Or, like, Botan and Yukina work together. Like, they would have been. Keiko pretty much looks like she may be, like, a hundred something pounds. Like, 98 max yeah, kind of thing. Like, she's a tiny girl. <laughs> I, I feel like they could have made this more, like, natural to the character in action by instead of doing the slapping thing which is kind of weird just having Yusuke poke her butt or something oh, yeah, yeah. like fireman yeah. carry her and then like her skirt yeah. comes up or something and like... then she's like Yusuke you idiot and then yeah. wake up yeah. Yeah. slap slap <laughs> that, that's pretty violent though <laughs> that's a yeah but we haven't seen pervy Yusuke in a while like now that I think about it let's keep it that way yeah please. I know I know <laughs> oh man well so I, th- I think with Keiko there's, like, a question of, like, hey, is this okay? But then with, like, fucking that one character during the Tagoro arc, that wasn't cool at all. Oh, the, yeah. The Rescue Yukina arc. It's like, that was not cool. Mm, yeah. Not his best moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, perhaps his worst moment. Yeah. Worst. Um, but, yeah, so, Is that know. the lowest point in the anime? Would you just say? One of them. Just keep watching. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, while they're God, trying to escape, worse. rocks get in the way of, like, a passage of it. Did you guys ever watch G Gundam? This is related for a very specific reason. Nobody watched your Gundam bullshit, Joe. I liked so, Gundam when I was Did you watch G Gundam, though? No. Okay. Was that the one with the, the guy in the tank top? No, that's Gundam Wing. Oh, okay. Then I I what what's the one with the, the crying all the time? That's a couple Gundam that's, series. That's Evangelion. Okay, well, that's, that's... Yeah, nice. nice. <laughs> no, but I was going to say, so G Gundam is the one where instead of, like, a normal war show, it's, like, a bunch of people getting into, like, mobile suits that are, like, controlled by, like, a spandex suit that, like, senses their motion and they do martial arts. Um, hmm. The reason I bring this up is there's a part where two of the main characters are walking through, like, I think it's maybe Hong Kong that's been completely mm-hmm. destroyed by, like, uh, global climate catastrophes and, like, nuclear war and, like, weird shit like that. And they're going through like an underground place, and a place starts filling up with quicksand, and they're blocked by, uh, you know, a bunch of boulders that get in the way. And the way they solve this is, to this point, they've shown like, oh yeah, these guys are pretty superhuman, but you know, like, it's like original Dragon Ball level yeah. to that point. So like, they can do some pretty crazy shit, but not the craziest shit on the planet. 
The two of them then start charging up and then fucking like Cantonese pop music from the like <laughs> late 80s starts playing and one of them like literally punches the rocks and the other kicks the rocks and then you see a shot from above ground where a skyscraper that they were under starts flying through the air oh and God. meanwhile Cantonese pop is still just playing the whole yes. time and one of them snaps and then he's like rise Gundam and then he gets into his Gundam and then they fight an enemy who shows up yeah. so these two dudes fucking kicked a skyscraper over and that is what I imagined was about to happen here because these shots look nearly the same. <laughs> Maybe they just stole them. It wouldn't be the first Not time. Not that close, but, like, just the, like, the setup of, like, you're in this collapsing area and, like, rocks block your way and, like, you know, debris is piling up at your feet. Yeah. The only yeah. thing that was missing was the Cantonese music. <laughs> I think that needs to happen more often. What, just Cantonese music plays and people in In just random rocks. anime, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> Japan kind of had, like, a little bit of a Hong Kong, like, fascination in the late 80s, uh, early 90s, as demonstrated by Ranma... And uh, card captors. Oh, I need yeah. to watch Ranma again. It's really good. Yeah. But yeah, so a group of misfit losers uh, save them from death, and by that we mean some of the our favorite losers, uh, aka Chu, Jin, Toya, yeah. Rinku, and they they blow through the wall. Uh, the noise that it makes, it's kind of like drill like. Is that supposed to have been probably like Jin doing a tornado attack or something? Yeah, he, he did so. his drill tornado. Cool, cool. So uh, Keiko picks up some poo. Oh yeah, because uh, now Keiko is no longer shell shocked. Instead, I think Hisuke got to her, and then she ended up slapping him and knocking him unconscious. So, oh, yeah. so they're carrying him out now. But they carry him out, though. Yeah, right? they, carry, but they carry him out. If, if anything, from what I remember, it's the guys in the anime who carry him out. But in the manga, she ends up. Giving him a piggyback. Yeah. <laughs> that's really cute. I wish they yeah, could that's, that. that's way funnier because it's like, oh, look, here's a solution you didn't think of. <laughs> Should have just picked them up. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm the ass. I don't know. So as they're running out, uh, Kuenwa is like running out and suddenly he feels a tug at his pants and just like, oh, don't forget me, sir. <laughs> Turns out it's George who's trapped under some rubble, even though, as we've talked about, he's the most jacked dude in this show. <laughs> and he's like a jacked office worker, like a meek office worker businessman he's like oh he's like a, he's like the guy from the Super Bowl ads <laughs> oh I didn't I didn't Terry see Tush, that was it, what is not Terry is it Terry, Terry Cruz no it was the, the guy that tackles people in the office it was like a Super Bowl commercial oh I can't remember I, I have no idea no what idea I forgot what that ad was it was like he just tackled people it was like ooh you gotta you gotta do this and that it's like whoa and like it's the guy that voices um you play Gears of War yeah, I played Gears Do you, you remember, um, what's his name, the, the guy that was a football, the, the, the Blitzball player? Oh, shit, yeah. What's uh, his name? Uh, not Blitzball. Uh, Blitzball's from Final Fantasy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah Blitzball's so. from Final Fantasy. It's it's way dumber. Coltrane, Coltrane. Yeah, it's Coltrane. What is the name of the sport he plays? It's, like, even dumber than Blitzball as a name. It's basically football, but essentially... Football with explosives? Yeah, it was the guy that voices him, he did a bunch of commercials where he just tackles people in the office in football oh, gear. The Coltrane! <laughs> yeah, that's essentially, no. That's essentially what the ads were, but... Obviously, it's not a very good ad, because... What is the product? <laughs> it was, uh... I don't know. It was, uh, it was Gears of War 5. Yeah, Gears of War 5. It was like 10 years ago, but... But anyways, why did I bring that up again? Uh, because... Oh, the jacked office worker. That's Yeah, funny. yeah. So, anyways, uh... The notes, the notes say true bro love. I do not take this as true bro no. love. I take that as, as, like, a highly dysfunctional relationship. Where highly George... dysfunctional bro love. 
Oh, okay, I can accept that one. We'll get into more dysfunctional I relationships mean, like, later who in this episode. Can, who am I gonna boss around and make him, like, instill um, donuts from or snacks from? Yo, is there a terrible more. fan fiction of their power dynamic? Because I oh, worry God. about no, this immensely. Would, be, would it be Jorge X uh, Jr. or Jr. X Jorge? I, I think it would be the <laughs> second because Karma's not gonna let himself come second. <laughs> Let's be yeah. real. I'm not taking what you just said anywhere. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. I'm gonna who's this. on top is what my question was. I'm gonna hit you oh, more fun you right know. about now. So the stadium blows up as everyone's running away, and they're too cool to look back at the explosion. Exactly. Um, everyone got out with the exception of one person who you definitely saw fucking die earlier. Who? Uh, he uh, gave a box, got killed by rocks. Oh, I don't know who that was, but we'll figure it out later. He'll probably be important later on. And then the dark tournament is officially over. But we're not with that. I was gonna say that, damn it. Saha. That's a good joke. Yeah, and so they give a shout out to Basan, and then there's a note here that I do not understand. Patrick, could you explain this? Boy fruit snacks? Yeah, my boy fruit snacks. What? What? That's Mega 64 reference. Oh, uh, I, I didn't remember. Yeah, I sorry, that was it. dumb. So I wait, could you explain the joke? Oh, there's this guy, and they, they joke, like, shout out to my boy Fruit Snacks, and it's like, this, you know what, I'm just gonna, just, I'm gonna Shots out. Just delete that, yeah. <laughs> delete that, 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 that was funnier in my head. So what, what are our, What do you guys think of the episode? Wait, that was good. Thoughts? I thought it was good. This, it was a good it was way quick. to end it. Yeah. yeah, I liked it. It was like a good aftermath was, episode. Yeah. You know, gotta wrap things up. Because one of the things I sometimes notice with some, like, sh- not just, like, anime, but, like, other, uh, like, action-type shows is once, like, the big bad battle's over, you quickly cut to, like, now everything's a-okay. Even yeah, like though they were in very later. dire circumstances. So yeah. I'm glad they, like, took care of the immediate stuff, like... We are in very big danger. <laughs> yeah. We have to leave. I, I, I just thought it was just so hectic. Everything was blowing up around them. It's like, <laughs> what's going on? It's like, just a rush. It's like, and like, everything's like, oh, we gotta go. Ah, ah, ah. And it's like, left and right, everyone's going crazy and going insane. It's like, we gotta rescue her. Stop moving on. Ah, get a carrier. Punch through the thing. Come on, let's get out of here. Everything's <laughs> blowing up. Can we can we talk about how like Sakio probably blew his stuff up not because he doesn't want that to happen but because he doesn't want anyone else to have done it? Oh yeah. He's like such a fucking egomaniac. He's like, oh, I can't fucking do it. That's no petty, man. He, he, I wouldn't be surprised. He didn't. He just doesn't want people stealing his ideas. Mm-hmm. He should My ideas. It. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would have been easier if he just like patented the, the, the giant human teleporter thing. I don't know. Maybe copyright law is different in Japan. And and post Japan, um, demon worlds. Post Japan, post Japan economic demon worlds. Uh, maybe copyright laws are a bit looser. Well, it's yeah. a it's a you know anarcho capitalist paradise. So uh, he's just like going to say, like, yeah, the non aggression principle, and it's going to get weird. Um, yeah, it's like there's no copyright office. All ideas are free. My recreational nukes. Do you guys know the pineapple <laughs> pen guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh I think you brought this up this on the show. Because copyright is a thing. And this is only from, like, one friend that told me about this. But, like, I'm going to generally apply it to all of uh, copyright laws in 
So maybe it's like that. Like, he'd be the real villain if he copyrighted mm. his own stuff. Yeah, so but, no one can use it. No mm. YouTubers can use it. No can use yeah, it. Pen, pen Pineapple, Apple Pen Dude is a notorious... Uh, we're probably going to get sued for me having said that. Oh, wow. You uh, know what? Fuck Pen, pen Pineapple yeah. Pen... No, man. we have but to like, bleep this out. He's a... He's a... The bleep, 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 bleep man. man. <laughs> he, uh, he's kind of painted as a... Or at least when it first his stuff first came out, he was kind of painted as a villain for, like, copywriting his stuff and protecting it. But I think there's probably more to that story than just, like, oh, I copyrighted it. Now everyone hates me because they can't use it without paying me. Mm-hmm. He was seen as, like, selfish or whatever, yeah, but, like... but you can't blame him. Really, yeah. It's it's one thing, it's, like, I remember there's, like, an artist who patented, like, a specific shade of black that mm-hmm. no one else could use. Ah, uh, that's bitchy. Uh, Gene Simmons from Kiss tried to copyright the the devil horns. Oh, didn't uh, God? There was something. There was something very similarly weird to that that an art, uh, another artist did. But I oh, Disney was trying to. Um, they were trying to trademark some something in like. Uh, like an old Polynesian language, mm-hmm. oh. and then it, like people are like, "You cannot fucking do that. What are you doing? This isn't even yours." Like Moana, yeah, like stuff in Moana. Moana. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. Moana means what? Polynesia, right? Or like, no, think, uh, or it's like the name. Doesn't it just mean ocean? I think I, it means ocean. I thought it was like the name of a specific island before we got to where it is now. Mm-hmm. I think it's like us. Uh, no, I, I don't think so. I think Moana might literally mean ocean. Oh, I guess all I can say is fuck Disney. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons for that. But yeah, let's get to the next episode. Oh, I gotta go. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're, Sorry, guys. we're losing a cast member, but uh, she's gonna fake her own death. <laughs> I was actually, I was actually, Make my death count. I was actually... Get, uh, we missed all of her organs, miraculously. I'll be back. She'll, she'll be revived in the next arc. <laughs> when we get to drink. Yeah, then she'll die again. It'll be really weird. The, the drunken, drunken cast arc. Uh, fun fact, I'm actually hungry. <laughs> the most fun fact. The most fun fact. Do y'all want to just take a break for right now? Yeah. yeah. Tagoro's wish. In Japanese, Tagoro's atonement, his greatest desire. Um, basically what happens, Tinger Mashi returns to the world of the living and they leave their fallen mentor and friend behind, but far away, there a chance encounter between the two former allies to offer a hint of things to come. Ooh. That's very ambiguous. Ooh. You don't even know who's like <laughs> yeah, I actually took the synopsis from the uh, Funimation, uh, the Funimation service. Oh yeah, those are the best ones. Yeah, yeah, I just took there. Yeah, it, it worked well. I, I couldn't find the Amazon ones. I don't know where you found those at. So that one, it kind of took some. I actually searched it on Google. Wait, real, real quick, they're actually the same text, so oh, it's, it's fine. Yeah, yes. I got gotcha. you. The Funimation one's easier to find. I got you. I wasn't sure where you guys found those at. I was yeah, look, looking. Yeah, a lot of Googling. So the Amazon ones are official product descriptions, and the Funimation ones are based on the same official product descriptions? I couldn't find the... Like, I looked on the product descriptions for that episode. There wasn't any there, so... Mm. Wait, on the Funimation website? On the animation Amazon website. Um, so it's on the... It's not on the... It's, like, on the DVD yeah. uh, ones. 
rather than the streaming ones. I well, that's what I looked. Uh, whatever, it doesn't matter. We so there it. was more than one set of Yu Hakusho DVDs. So, I yeah, that's why I'd prefer it. just go for the Funimation ones. Behind the curtain, all right. Sorry about that. So the episode starts with uh, gang walking on a beach, <laughs> just like the end of the OVAs. Yeah, the OVAs. OVAs. What do you mean by the end of the OVAs? Like you know, the end of the 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 all or nothing OVAs, they're all on a beach. Oh, oh so that's yeah. actually in reference to the end of the series. I gotcha. So it's a it's a ref, it's a, like a triple reference going on here. Yeah, <laughs> um, the final episode of the show ends on a beach. I got gotcha. spoilers. Just like Evangelion. <laughs> a little bit, probably a little bit better than Evangelion. Though. Yeah, there's no crucified giant mechs in the background, so yeah, it's a bit different. And then Yusuke's not choking uh, somebody. Yeah, <laughs> that just was really choking weird. on emotion. <laughs> well, that's also Evangelion. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's silent and awkward, kind of just reflecting how everyone's grown, but also how they're kind of hurt and maybe changed for good or bad, depending on what happened here. Mm-hmm. Yep, just in typical shonen protag fashion. It actually, I feel it wasn't that common at this time in Shonen. Mm -hmm. I think that became much more of a thing after Evangelion, so Yu Hakusho might have actually been early to the party on this one. Mm -hmm. I gotcha. More like contemplative heroes. Yeah, you can't imagine this happening in Dragon Ball Z in the final episode, where it'd be more like, and people just like (laughs) running around on clouds and shit like that. (laughs) It's great, we just punched Freeze in the dick. (laughs) Yeah, ooh, you know, space Hitler's gone. Woo! Not so much here. Um, so, yeah. This is kind of a very reflective episode with terms of... Did anyone else notice, like, a little change of the art style? Yeah, mm-hmm. like, I, I thought it was, like, stroking out or something. Like, where, no. it was, like, it was, like, what happened? Did I, like, did I, like, look away for five seconds and things changed? It did definitely change, and I'll be talking about that in a little bit. But, um... This kind of animation change, it was also seen in some previous um, episodes in Doc Tournament, like the Hiei versus Bully episode, but it is really different, especially in comparison to just episode 65, so we'll talk about, not, it was purposeful, it wasn't a mistake. And not only was it not a mistake, it's not bad animation, because I see that constantly on YouTube where people think anything impressionistic in this show is fucked up. Yeah, yeah, fuck off, all yeah, of you. Yeah, you heathens, get some glasses. Get, get cultured. <laughs> get cultured. You uncultured swine. We're in a book, you nerds. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, I was like, I thought it looked way, I was like in a vaporwave music video. <laughs> I mean, it's like it all have, aesthetic. It did have that vibe. <laughs> I was thinking, <laughs> that too. It's a great music video. And so... Pooh comes in flying in. He looks really cute in the animation style now, too, by the Very way. Very cute. <laughs> Not in the Spanish version. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Yusuke like grabs him and starts talking through his mouth, like, hey, Grandma. It's like, I want to talk to Bo- Basan. Let me talk to you. Like he's a walkie talkie to the dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yusuke to Basan over. <laughs> Just squeezing, like, Pooh, like, the back of his head. Yeah, and then, like, Karam was like, cut it out, Yusuke. He's gone. Or she's gone. And they start talking about more about the spirit realm and how it's like a way of death and that you actually don't stay in the spirit world for that long. It's kind of just like... It's like purgatory, almost. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a sorting room. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're shown protag, of course, then you you never die. Yeah. (laughs) Or you just walk along Snake Way for a fucking year. (laughs) Pretty much. 
Yeah. Yep. And then essentially Genkai, it's confirmed Genkai has left the building. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. R.I.P. So it, uh, you know, goes to a shot of her hat on the beach, uh, which, I'm, is this the last time we see her hat in the entire series? Because I think after this, all her appearances are hatless. What are you talking about? I thought she died. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know, in the photographs they look at. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I know. Think, yeah, I don't think she really wears the hat much any. Like, this is probably the last time I recall seeing the hat. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what the characters say, but I always took the hat as emblematic of her self-imposed exile slash hermitage. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that, That's... like, part of the reason it's gone now... It's because she is because she's dead. Yeah, because she's dead and she's in photographs. Yes. yes. No, but Nickelback, but, you know, just really telling you to check that out. Every time I look at her, it makes me laugh. Uh, but no, uh, the thing I the thing I like about it is that is that it's. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, they left the hat on the beach, and you know, they left behind that that idea of Genkai. I guess if you think about it that way. So I really mm-hmm. like that that you bring that up because that's what I thought too. Where it's like. Yeah, she's le- it's leaving this 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 troubles of Genkai, the 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 struggles of all these years with Tagoro and stuff. Mm-hmm. I agree with you, but something that just occurred to me is why did she bring that hat because she had another hat she was wearing for most of this time? <laughs> Maybe she just had an extra hat. I mean, like, she wore two hats. They were there you for have what, two you, weeks. Like, would you only bring one hat? Like yeah, seriously, I'd bring Joe, multiple. Do you, See, these, these people, they know what to talk about. Hey, do you guys want to know how many hats, hats I regularly wear? Zero. Zero. <laughs> I actually wear lots of hats because I have to hide my luscious hair behind them. Oh, I thought you were going to say something like, yes, because I perform these roles, and it's like four roles or something. Wear many hats. Uh, but... Oh, no, that was that was dumb, Joe. Damn it. You, you're bad. So it cuts back to Quinn and George returning home, and like, you know, they're... They apparently have been forgotten by everyone else. Good. And Cohen was freaking out. He's like, you idiots, man! It's my Cohen, my voice! I'm really bad at this! Hey, <laughs> see? And then basically, they just come home to a ton of paperwork. It's a nightmare. It's a really good physical comedy scene, though, because he's walking into what he... He thinks he's walking into the room because he has his eyes closed in, you know, anime fashion. And then he's just, like, walking in, and he's like, why aren't I moving? And he opens his eyes and like, ah! Paper's like, what the fuck? It's like... And then, like, these, these... I guess these workers come and it's like, yeah, uh, King Yama said don't do the work and make him do it when he gets back. He's like, wow, thanks, guys. Wow. What a strict dad. Yeah, essentially just telling him to do his own shit. <laughs> and then, you know, I, I guess it, it, I guess it changes to a scene where the paperwork is actually cleaned up for in a way. He's sitting there and all of a sudden there's a figure that opens the door. Mm-hmm. And it looks fairly familiar. Okay. Uh, it's uh, it's Tagoro, guys. Whoa. Oh, shit. Yeah. He's back. And what does he want, though? So he... He wants to go to the... Like, basically, you know, Koen was, like, talking him down. He's like, yeah, you know where you're going. And Tagoro's like, no, I know where I'm going. You don't. I want to go to the worst hell. And uh, Koenma is shocked. He's like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, because, like, basically, Koenma was planning on balancing uh, Tagoro's human achievements before he became a demon against his demon crimes. But Tagoro's like, nah, man, I want to go to, like, mega Hitler land. (laughs) Yeah, I was pretty fucked up. I kind of killed half an audience and enslaved and enslaved a bunch of bunch of students. So and killed a bunch of other guys. So this is and something. And then killed a pet. So I think we're gonna have and maybe then some killed half the world. Yeah, I think we're gonna have maybe some contention about this because, like, so as morality stood at this point in Yu Show, like. With what Toguro did before he became a demon, which was like exterminating criminal, de- like criminal demons 
and like teaching the next generation of like demon hunters and exorcists like that was considered good this gets muddled later where they're just like maybe demons can be good but at this time it was understandable that koenma would want to lighten his sentence by being like hey you led a like weird fascist racist crusade against demons that was a good thing bro you don't have to go to hell hell yeah. Yeah, I I question Koenma's judgment at this point. I think maybe he has to... Kiyama's got a point. So based on the laws as they existed at the time and the perspective that Spirit World had at the time, I can understand where Koenma's coming from, even though it would not make any sense based on what happens later in the series. Yeah, I'm based off what he did. Like, he literally killed, like... Almost half the world, so... I kinda... Well, no, I mean, he, he, like, killed almost half the stadium. Mm-hmm. Well, probably 90% of the stadium. Yeah. But, like... I mean, I'm pretty sure the official spirit world policy is like, oh, yeah, these are criminal elements who we're just allowing to do this, so if they die, it's whatever, which is why they don't care about the safety of the audience of the Dark Tournament. Oh, okay, so the audience is bad to begin with? No, I'm saying that I think spirit world's attitude towards them is just like, oh, those are just, you know, trash. Like, it's yeah, cool. it's kind of like... That's kind of fucked up. Oh, it's more than kind yeah, of fucked up. Yeah, it's kind of, I guess, in terms, like, levels of, like, how Spirit World perceives with the world. It's like, Spirit World, Human World, Demon World. Like, oh, so she, she did, like, a hand gesture whereby Spirit World was at the top, the top, Human World was at the center, and Demon World was at the bottom? Yeah. Let's be honest, Human World and Demon World are about the same thing at this point. So, you're going to find some interesting things in the Yu Show movie, which we're going to watch mm-hmm. later at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, Sounds good. Which posits a fourth world and changes the alignments of things. Oh, ah, so it's going to get even more confusing. Because awesome. all it's, at the end of the day, it's all politics, man. Basically, politics. the alignment that Sarah just outlined is kind of implicit in the series, but is problematized later and is also kind of shown as like not exactly true at a trans like at a transcendental level it's just kind of a uh, way things are conceived level yeah and uh so so i guess i guess uh, he was gonna give him a lighter hell but he just wants to go to straight to hell 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 yeah like, he wants to go to hell hell yeah like straight hell, up. Hell. like capital h e double hockey sticks yeah no hiffle for this guy <laughs> no wrestling with sweating sweaty uh sweaty demon men that would be great for Tagoro, but that'd be like his Valhalla of sorts. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they kind of go into the you know history of Tagoro and explain why he did what he did, and um, it's it's sort of interesting. Like um, he back in the day was like a great fighter and like a great exorcist, and him and Genkai, you know, were kind of going around doing that. I think for Tagoro, maybe there was more of a moral thing for it, while for Genkai, mm-hmm. I think she just wanted to be the greatest. Mm-hmm. Like, so, uh, Yu Hakusho does a lot of this, where they pose the question of, like, more morality for mor- morality's sake versus, like, utilitarian things. Um, this is definitely a question put on uh, in the next season, whereby uh, Yusuke, as someone who is Genkai's pupil and really reflects that in many ways, is placed against someone who has a much more yeah. stringent ethical code. Yeah. And uh, so I think this is the first real instance of making this contrast that not only did Toguro have this perspective, but when everything was taken from him, when a demon, the strongest demon that had ever been present, um, you know, in the recent universes, in the recent human world's history, Chiron showed up and killed all of Toguro's students and destroyed his dojo and nearly killed uh, Toguro as, like, a challenge, basically, saying, like, show up at the Dark Terminal, I'll fucking murder you. Um, Toguro lost his mind, uh, wanted revenge, and, like, trained by himself in the mountains for, like, a couple months. 
Which is sort of in reference to, have you guys ever heard of the uh, karate master Masoyama? Mm-mm. He's, I, I watched a karate kid, is anything like that? No. Fuck off. <laughs> but Masoyama's probably the, like, I'd say at least in the martial arts world, the most famous karate master of the 1900s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a guy who founded a style called Kyokushin Karate, which in many ways was the gold standard for, like, toughness in karate mm-hmm. throughout uh, 1950 to, like, 2000. And um, his big thing was that when he was younger, he was studying karate, but before he founded his own school, he went off into the mountains and trained by himself for, like, a couple of years, and then came back and beat the shit out of, like, everyone at, like, the major, like, full-contact dojos of the time, and, like, basically got people to all become his student by doing this. And, like, everyone basically... He was, like, karate messiah, effectively. And so Toguro kind of did this, but the outcome was clearly a lot darker for him. Yeah. Um, And I think... For, uh, I think for Tagashi, this might have been a conscious choice to make this comparison. The idea of, like, that the singular one man's journey aspect of the journey into the woods, which is sort of a common trope in Japanese martial arts media, can have bad consequences, too, if you internalize the things that were done to you that you were hoping to solve by the trip into the woods. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing to note, so basically what happens is Kairan, the who talked about this incredibly powerful, terrible demon. He basically comes into um, Takuro's and Genkai's dojo when they're gone, and he murders all of them, including one really terrible, sad shot of a kid getting stabbed in the stomach. So. Yeah, he's like stabbed in the stomach and trying to pull it out and is clearly uh, dying. It's so, it's pretty terrifying. Yeah, yeah. It, it turns out that he was just trying, he just supposed to invite him to the tournament, so, mm-hmm. I mean, it was an understandable mix-up, you know, <laughs> the entire dojo invite them to the tournament, you know. But only him, only Tagura who wasn't there, so he's like, God damn it! It kills everyone. He has got frustrated. He has he has some anger issues. He's working therapy on that. But what's really interesting is if you look at Kyron's body and his powers, it becomes pretty clear that the demons that Toguro and that Elder Toguro and Younger Toguro were made from mm-hmm. were probably pieces of Kyron. Yeah. Because Kyron straight up has the salad fingers, but they come out of his chest instead of his fingers. Oh. Chest fingers. Yeah, his chest, chest fingers. Fingers. Uh, <laughs> that sounds vaguely racist. Yeah. I um, yeah. I'm never saying that again. Uh, and he has like the you know um, um, like huge bulk and like strength that yeah. like later Toguro would. So I'm I wouldn't be surprised. So Toguro mentioned uh, they mentioned that Toguro made a request to, uh, you know, become, like, the strongest demon that they knew of and was made into the strongest demons that they had access to. And guess who was the strongest demon at that time? Toguro literally became the thing he hated most. Yeah. <laughs> Irony. Yeah. Tragic. But he thought it through, because, like, um, there was one point where, like, right after, instead of, you know, like, there was a few, there was, like, a month before the actual tournament, so he was, like, he just went into the forest and, like, went M- like MIA until the tournament. So it was something like he had time to really think about it. Mm. It's kind of like interesting already seeing the parallels between him and Yusuke and how they both were invited to the tournament and then how they prepared for it because like Yusuke basically got his ass kicked by Taguro. He didn't mm. lose anyone necessarily, but he got but essentially challenged by Taguro to fight him in the tournament. He did yeah. seclude himself from his friends, mm-hmm. with the exception of Genkai, in order to train. I think that is the critical difference, though. Yeah. That there was one other person yeah. there, and that they knew the dangers of what just going into this forest and going in and going into yourself 
like in a mood for revenge could do to someone if it wasn't helped. Yeah. And like I, I earnestly think that like while well, a lot of people nowadays, if they go back and watch the show, they're like, yeah, this isn't that complicated of a relationship. I'm like, no, there's actually a ton here mm-hmm. because like Tagoro is literally has and is trying to enact the violence that happened to him onto other people to trap other people into the horrible nightmare like singularity of themselves that like happened to him and like Yusuke is breaking the cycle like this entire thing is about Yusuke breaking the cycle of this revenge and of this like in some ways toxic masculinity that is like occurring in these other martial artists yeah why 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 are we trying to sympathize with Tuguro again um, because he's clearly, like, so, let me put it this way. You can sympathize so- with someone while recognizing they're entirely wrong. Like, I think Tagoro is entirely wrong, but he is clearly hurt and hurting people because of it. That doesn't excuse it. But, like, it's this deeply tortured, nightmarish mistake. I, yeah. I, I personally don't sympathize at all. But I think it's a good way to explain it, at least. And what he's done and, like, how it even came to be, like, um... With girl, I think one thing that kind of stood out was, you know, like, the fact that he thought so long in order to, like, make his wish becoming, to become the most powerful demon. And I think he clearly knew the most powerful demon would be Kyren. So it's like, I think, um, and I think as we talk more about the episode, we, like, will help if Genkai reacted to it and everything. Mm. I think that's also kind of telling, so... I don't know, I just, like, I think... I didn't feel really sympathy for him, versus it gave so much more clarity in terms of, like, how he would always cryptically... be cryptic on talking to Sakio and stuff like that, and, like, just the way that he didn't kill Yusuke in, like, the first battle um, was, like, saving Yukina. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess, like, so... Before anyone calls me a terrible monster, I don't think anyone here is going to do that. But like, I will. Okay. Um, I, I I guess the reason I sympathize with Tagoro is like I feel like at least in the way that a lot of men are raised, there's aspects of what Tagoro became, mm-hmm. and they are in many ways extensions of like classic ideas of what a man should be. They are not what anyone says anyone should be, but they are the like reductio ad absurdum versions of them, like. You see aspects of like this like classical masculinity in Kuwabara, but he would never take things this far. You mm-hmm. see this desire for strength in Yusuke, and he would never take these things this far. But this is what happens when someone is raised in a culture that wants that, and perhaps without the guidance of like an older figure like yeah. Yusuke had. Like Tagoro's closest yeah. older person was his elder brother, yeah. who sucks. He sucks. Yeah, he's kind of, he's kind of encouraging. He killed like all these people and yeah. be awful. Yeah. So, like, I, I feel like Tagoro's what can happen if you let, like, the messages and the culture around you build into who you are and, like, really force yourself to take on this, like, perspective that is, like, really bad for you and those around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that, but I kind of feel Tagoro's just a example of just somebody with unguided rage and revenge. Seeking. I think that is yeah. exactly what I'm saying, yeah. I oh, think it's okay. both, man. It, I, yeah, like, I guess I can see that. Yeah, like, so... I think a big part of the difference, uh, Yu Hakusho has a lot of themes regarding, like, friendship, and not in the cheesy way of, like, yeah, power of friendship, more like, nah, man, friends, like, are there and necessary for you, and, like, a big part of his changing as a person, because when he starts this show, 
he's alone. Like, Keiko's there, but she can only do so much. He's yeah. alone. But, like, suddenly, like, a society forms around him. Like, even Koenma's rooting for him to not, you know, fall into the pits of despair. Like, he visits him during his morning in the cave, you know, his own personal forest, while he's, like, trying to figure out how to get his revenge. Yeah. And, uh, like, Koenma, though he wasn't as intimately involved with, you know, the Toguro team in the 50 years ago tournament, he knows the history. Mm-hmm. And so, like, he, he knows what could happen. And so, like, basically everyone is trying to coax Yusuke away from being that. Like, yeah. Yusuke is, like, in many ways the spiritual child of Genkai and Toguro. And, like, they're trying to get him to be more like his mom. Mm. Wow. Wait. Genkai. Dang. Okay, I thought I thought you meant his mom as in yeah. just gets just real get mom. real drunk, dog. <laughs> just get drunk and just lay around all day. Beat up a couple like pimps. I don't know. Do it. <laughs> you chef. Man. Yep. So anyway, <laughs> Genkai um, as Togoro's being led to his to hell. Genkai meets him not really halfway, like on, along the way. You see Genkai who finally looks more like how she looks when she's younger. Yeah, yeah. she looks yeah. not only like young, but she also has the haircut she had when she was young yeah. as opposed to the more recent haircut that she's had during the tournament as necessitated by her, you know, doing the youthful transformation. Yeah, yeah I, I like I like the uh, I thought it was kind of sweet that she was, she was a seeing him off on his hell journey. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, real quick, just as a point of terminology, in the U.S. version, they called it Limbo. I think in the Japanese version, they didn't recur to, refer to it as, like, Jigoku, which would be, like, hell. They referred to it as, like, a specific uh, layer of Buddhist hell, because Buddhism has, like, a bunch of different hells, and it might just be, like, the worst one. I see. And I don't remember the term for it. Yeah, it basically just greets him, and, you know, it, uh... Uh, it just goes back to the flashback with Tugora wishing to have that forever, being forever peaked and young with both of them in that boat. And I thought that was pretty pretty sweet, just showing that their moments together. And then uh, there's ensuing that art that the sort of talking back and forth, and she basically says that uh, you've atoned enough. And I'm like, uh, I don't think he has. <laughs> I think I think at least ten thousand years in there would probably be a little bit, maybe I don't know. I think to some degree. In Genkai and maybe the show's perspective, the you've atoned enough thing was like, I think the perspective is kind of like, you're effectively trying to get Yusuke to not be like you and you're trying to raise a messiah. And like, so that's kind of the perspective of like, you've atoned enough by like guiding this guy, like, even though you can agree whether or not this is actually, this would have worked. Cause like, this could have backfired like at 10, 10 steps. Um, you know, he could have lost at any of the rounds of the tournament before getting to, to Goro, but I think the idea was this was his intention, yeah. whether or not it was a good plan. Yeah, no, I mean, I think um, to Goro, like I said, kind of like um, he's been planning this out from the beginning. He long conned everything. <laughs> like, he longest conned. Longest conned it. As soon as you see him, it's like, man, I'm going to make this boy the greatest person on earth. Go punch him out. <laughs> yeah. Punch him in the parking lot and knocks down the structure. I'm doing this for him. Yeah. <laughs> Saps his friend. Oh, God, my spine. his mentor. Yeah. Like, you know. Doing you it for him. A, you ended up a good boy at the end of the day, so. <laughs> he turned out fine. You're welcome. 
Yeah, you, you guys know that uh, meme of like uh, Homer from The Simpsons. Like it's a shot from The Simpsons where it's like it covers up the "you're here forever" or whatever, yeah. and says "do it for her." I kind of want to use. I kind of want to grow working at the nuclear power plant with like pictures of Yusuke. Just says "do it for him." <laughs> you just see him with like blood all over him, and, and like you yeah. see "do it for him." Yeah. <laughs> oh. No, I also like how he had to have long conned his brother. His brother's like, why don't we kill them during the first fight during the Yukina thing? And he's like, no, just like have him, I don't know, shoot like a spirit gun bullet yeah. behind the other dude. And we'll just pretend we're dead. Like, you're not even going to get hit, but we're, we're dead. And you just see him pull out like a lock with Yusuke in it, like, like in, in Hey Arnold with Helga. Oh my god. Yusuke, yeah. <laughs> my boy. Down, he like looks down and smiles at it. And pulls up and One tear it. falls and he has to wipe it off quickly. Yeah. <laughs> No, You're like right? no, no, I'm fine. Just some dust in my eye. Yeah, could I get some orange juice, please? <laughs> um, I think I've previously mentioned this in another episode of the show, but uh, I, I think it's interesting. Like when Toguro had to have made the connection that Yusuke was probably Genkai's pupil, mm-hmm. because like during the rescue Yukina arc, he probably saw the spirit gun and he's like, "Well, you know, anyone could do that. Like any spirit sensitive person could do it." But then he saw the shotgun and he's like. Wait. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. And then shit kept on happening, and then he's probably like, oh, fuck. The end of my self-imposed exile and not <laughs> inviting Genkai to the tournament is over. Yeah, probably. He said, he finally said said yes on the inviter. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, the sent friend request you send to someone, like, years ago, and then yeah. suddenly it's like, oh, yeah, this person responded to your friend request. You're friends now. It's like, I added you five years ago, dog. Yeah. Like, you mentioned what happened. I'm, I'm come to my tournament. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I'm having this tournament thing. You should totally come. Oh my god. It's been a while. Let me chill, man. It's like you mean oh the god. tournament like we had last time where we stopped talking. Yeah, that tournament. Come on, That's it'll be great. Old times. Old times. What's the worst that can happen? Is your brother gonna be there? He's kind of a creep. Uh, he's better now. <laughs> it's been a couple he's, years. He he's, grew, he's, he's more he's, flexible. He found himself. <laughs> <laughs> He's very uh, I, have, I always got this creepy idea he wanted to fuck me. I'm maybe. No. <laughs> no, he's, he's cool. No. Oh, man. So, when so he said we go back to Tagoro and Genkai and they're talking, and Tagoro explicitly uh, says, like, you know, I'm worried that Yusuke might slip up, and then, like, me, and then Genkai's like, what? No, you're just a fool, Tagoro. <laughs> Um, I think she kind of says, she also kind of intimates, like, I'll be there. Yeah. Like, yeah. making sure that shit doesn't happen. You know. What are you talking about? She's dead. Well, no, she's, she can just, you know, possess poo. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just like, oh shit, wrong poo. Uh, yeah, no. she's just Mr. Hanky <laughs> repeatedly. That's, actually, that's how South Park happened. Howdy. Howdy ho, kids. Howdy, howdy ho, Yusuke. What other way is Genkai going to impart her wisdom to Yusuke other than possessing poo or... And then it cuts back to them walking away and all of a sudden they hear a familiar voice. But it cuts back to Yusuke and them walking like to get onto the ship. I think you said them. Them? Who's them? Oh no! I said. That's what I said. Yeah. So it gets back to Yusuke and the boys. All the the whole group. The boys and the girls. Boys and the girls. Every, it's all inclusive. Very inclusive. But uh, and you, you hear someone, a familiar voice, and you see in the distance. It's Frieza. It's Frieza, <laughs> and she is. It's like, and she just shoots off that uh, the the the, the little thing. Thi- yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know, just like a bald guy, just goes like, "Oh, go, go!" <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. And they so. fight the Ginyu Force. It's very weird. Yeah. So yeah, they hear the voice and they turn around. Holy shit, Genkai's back, y'all! 
And they're very excited. They're hugging her, and it's like very exciting. Did we ever mm-hmm. figure out who the mass fighter was? Who is the fucking mass fighter? Oh gosh, I wish we knew. Oh, oh, well. I wish we knew. Maybe Gintai can tell us. <laughs> so the episode effectively ends with the narrator being like, "Yes, but little did they know that someone is on the island trying to resurrect Sakyo's scheme." Uh-oh. Yes. <laughs> Wait, did they say that they're on the island or about to be on the island? Because if if the person who all three of us know, not Patrick, is on the island already, that's crazy. I have, uh, that's I what I implied was that some person's oh, trying man. to take over the scheme. They're currently on the island and people can't really? detect this person? That's crazy. I, I, I thought it was always a couple months. They had some time. In- I don't because know. Because when they show the footage of them on the island, it's like raining outside. So yeah. like, it feels like if they're on the it island, they're just time. like chilling at the pool. They're I'm like, sure. yeah, what's up? Hey, I feel like there's some time in between. We will find out in the next episode, I think. You know, that that person who shall remain nameless is just chilling. There's at least a day or two. Voldemort's on the island? Yeah, Voldemort's on the island. No, (laughs) Longbody themselves is on the island. Oh, God. So, uh, yeah, what do you guys think of the episode? It was a good one. Uh, I'm very happy Foxy Grandma's alive again. Megan's comment. So, oh, <laughs> Megan's comment is the animation is uncomfortably shitty, which we all just disagree with. <laughs> and Patrick's. <laughs> my favorite Foxy Grandma's alive again. Woo! I'm very happy. Woo! Yeah, I'm also excited for Foxy Grandma to be alive. Mm-hmm. But I disagree with the animation being shitty. I thought I liked the animation. I thought I liked how round everything was. It just seemed very bouncy. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was kind of weird. I was, like, weirded out at first. But I liked it for the most part. I liked it nice and aesthetic. Okay. What did you think of the last line of the episode? That someone's there trying to resurrect Sakyo's um, plan? Um, I don't know. I'll have to see next episode. So, now, since we kind of been commenting about the animation. Well, actually, we're first introduced characters. We have... Black- I, don't know, I don't know who that... They didn't name they, her. They, it Black 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 I think they said her name, but I don't remember off the top of my head. Basically, a, a Shinigami of some sort shows up who has records of, yeah, I, like... I think I know who it is. Of the Dark Tournament, like, 50 years ago. I think her name ago. is Akane, right? I think... Yeah, I think it is Akane, yeah. yeah Akane. I, was, I meant to grab the photos and stuff, but I couldn't find anything so she, about the character. she's just, like, another one of the Shinigami, like... Yeah, she's a like Shinigami office worker, yeah. So, she doesn't have too big of a role... I gotcha. She's just a one-off, like, assistant to Kokuim or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's this other, some old lady, I don't know who this was, Gen... Gen... Gintoki? Gintoki was there. Gintoki, is that who it was? No. Some old lady showed up, I don't know who that was. Yeah, like, um... In, if she had actually died, we would do her character retrospective now, but as we know, she's not actually dead. She's alive! Should we do a character retrospective for uh, Tagoro since he's in hell now? Officially dead. I think I might have gone into a, a decent amount of depth with that. I guess is there anything you guys want to add about Tagoro? Because like uh, he's maybe mentioned in the future, but he like I can tell you this without really spoiling anything. He doesn't come back. He doesn't come back. Spoilers. I think. I think it's a good conversation with Tagoro, like how uh, he, like how he went from a human to a literal, not just like literal demon but metaphorical demon with how his personality and his motivations changed but then it reflects back to like that's what I thought for the longest time but then the last episode you see so much more than he's just like like just an evil man like there's like a reason why he became quote unquote evil yeah there's a uh there's a really good quote in the episode that i probably should have taken down i did not take any notes this time but um they describe his personality as like 
an anthill, like branching mm-hmm. out like an anthill. And I think they say something like, uh, you know, it's a series of bravado facades, all, mm-hmm. you know, just there, like each with a beast at the end of it, all of it just trying to hide a broken heart at the bottom. Oh, wow. And like, I'm like, that's actually like a perfect summary of who the guy is because he lied to like literally everyone around him for the kindness that he wanted to bring to the world, but because of the way that he went about it was fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's reflected in the way he treated his brother, he treated Sakyo, you know, who was his business partner, fucking even lied to him. The only person he was really doing this for was, like, Yusuke, and in a twisted way, Genkai. Yeah. And that doesn't excuse the fact that he fucking murdered her, but it was in some twisted way for her. Mm-hmm. That's not a big deal. You know, it's not that Yeah, murder is whatever. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. he murdered half the stadium. I mean, you know, what does it matter at this point? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so now we're going to be kind of talking about the art of Yu Hakusho, and I'm specifically going to be comparing, like, the first season with the second season style, and, like, as we talked about episode 66, there was, like, a major shift in style, which people have devices opinions about but it's it was purposeful so um first i want to credit sakugo sakuga blog for kind of like having a lot of information they're kind of like a database blog for all things anime it's not sponsored i just want to give credit to what it's due but what is sakuga again is that like really high quality shots in anime or something like i I, I seem to remember saying to that effect but um they do also blog analysis of specifically art style and animation so a lot of the information i have is from them so kudos to them check them out um so basically like, episode 66, in particular, were directed by two people, Akiyuki Shinbo, who we talked about in a few episodes mm-hmm. back. Yeah. And then also, Atsuchi Wakabayashi. And so, they have really distinct styles, and I'm supposed to go into Shinbo's style. So, if you notice, like, certain battles and close-ups, like, that sound and it goes a close-up of someone's face and it looks like hand-drawn with all the lines and it's like one color or black and white that's like basically Shinbo's style it's also he uses like chiaroscuro which is basically heavy use of black that's like black and light that's kind of like the term so he like it was kind of shown in like beginning episodes but it's super evident and like a lot of the fight scenes throughout the dark tournament. I'm I'm just staring off because I'm trying to translate chiascuro uh, into English because I know it's Italian, but mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out what it means because oscuro means dark. I mm-hmm. can't. I don't know what chia means, and yeah. ch in in Italian becomes ki. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, one thing like uh, so he, like if you a lot of the fight scenes, let's say like steps. <laughs> with like um for example like use case fight with boot um chew is also another evidence scene if you guys remember oh. especially with like the flashing lights and like when they would butt heads in their like scene that is really evident so like what they put that also in yeah like the first ending yeah animation a lot of the first ending animation if you guys are like trying to imagine what we're seeing since there's no visuals but imagine the first ending and like all that kind of colors and stuff and then another example would be episode 30 with Hiei versus Zero Zeru like the other flame guy and um there's a lot of scenes where it cuts to like 
black and white, exception of maybe like, for example, the screenshot that we're looking at, like someone's hands goes through here and the hands are red, but everything else is black and white. Very like nowhere-esque. And so um, kind of going from there, we're then going to talk about Wakabayashi's influence of the animation. So you, all that roundness and stretchiness that you've seen mm-hmm. in like episode 66 especially is his influence. Basically, he's not, he didn't really care about realism at all in like his animation. So he really focused on like making, taking advantage of the animation, making everything really fluid. There's a technique called squash and stretch, which basically signifies movement. And he could, took it to a whole other level, basically. I want to say something about squish and stretch right now, squash and stretch right now. Mm-hmm. I love squash and stretch. When you see people complain about quote-unquote bad screenshots of anime nowadays, it's people who literally do not understand how animation works taking a squash screenshot and saying, like, clearly this is bad animation instead of recognizing that, I don't know, animation is supposed to be seen in motion? Yeah. Fuck those people. Yeah. And, like, the internet is full of them. It's true. If you really... Maybe to a screenshot that's where he is a little bit off model. Yeah. I can see that. Like, they purposely go off the model. They're not... With animation scenes like one we're looking at the episode 58 when he's fighting against Bowie, they're not using like a character model which they painted for certain scenes. They're specifically, everything is purposely drawn, detailed to be like to show the the dramaticness of like he using his darkness flame and like killing people in the crowd and all this stuff. <laughs> so, um,. Yeah, and so Wakabayashi, like, definitely took advantage of that, and, like, um, along with that, like, there's, like, I don't, I couldn't find a good, like, gif or anything, but, like, a lot of the scenes with Hie and, or no, Kuenma and George in, like, the sound box, you know, like, the... Like, yeah, in the, in the press box or, in the press like, box. Uh, executive suite. So a lot of the, com- the comedy scenes, they use that technique as well. I don't have any pictures. Along with, like, the um, stretchy, round stuff, Wakabayashi also had a lot of scenes, like, let's say with Bowie, um, where it's really detailed and dark. Like, and same with Toguro. Like, a lot, like, Toguro's style is very different from, like, when you look at Yusuke, for example. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of heavy details. He looks, like, really old. If you would, like, put screenshots of next to each other, you would think, are they even from the same show? Mm Because, like, it's to show, like, their character. And then, like, also imposing shots. If you guys don't know, like, low angle, high angle. Basically, like, imagine you're kind of floating above some, over someone's shoulder. And you see, you look over their shoulder. And that's, like, an imposing shot. So, when, um, it was Toguro versus, um... Genkai, and he's about to, like, kill her. There's, like, an imposing shot of his back, and you see Genkai kind of, like, in the further back on the ground. It's, like, kind of like those shots. Super cinematic. So I was kind of looking through old episodes, like, episode two or three, and it's, like, it doesn't have that much drama in terms of the shots Mm -hmm. versus the dark tournament. And that's also, there's some other key animators, like, Masayuki Yoshihara and Shinsaku Kozuma, who kind of helped with animating all that. So, um, and one other thing, 
um, is like colors. I don't know if you guys know it's the colors. Let's say oh, episode yeah. 66 with um, Genkai and Toguro talking in like limbo. Mm-hmm. It was like really pink and green. And like um, that kind of little like with that, I think it was supposed to elicit some kind of emotion, mm. honestly. Oh, isn't pink like usually tied to romance and teal is more tied to renewal and birth? Something like that, yeah. And so throughout the series and even going up to like season seven, Yohakusho has used color. And I think partially due to like limitations in animation, like everything's painted, they don't have a computer to like add a different layer of color or anything like that. So they literally, for example, episode 7 with Yusuke and Kurama in the rooftop scene where Kurama wants to give up his life, it's completely red, which is like a color of sacrifice. Versus, um, let's say, for example, um, Yukina's flashbacks when she's being tortured by Turukane, it's like sepia brown color Mm. to show like a flashback. And so... Um, and then also, all the scenes of Genkai, Yusuke, and Pooh in the cave, blue and red, to kind of show that drama of, like, basically how isolated Yusuke is, but he's red, which shows how much turmoil he's going through internally. So, very good use of color. So that's my analysis and everything. And then everything else we kind of talked about um, with, like, the stretchiness. Limbs look longer. Poses are more expressive. Looks less static, in my mm. opinion, and just like a lot more cinematic. And this style is going to be evident throughout Chapter Black, by the way. Oh, nice. Yeah. In the notes, uh, Hannah described it as sort of film noir esque, and I think that's uh, mostly correct, but I'd also point out the probable, I have not researched this, but the probable influence of German Expressionism, which also influenced film noir. Um, so, German Expressionism was a. Uh, film style in uh, Germany in the late 20s and in the 30s that came to the States in the 40s miraculously when, I don't know, all the directors who were in Germany left for the States. Huh, wonder what yeah. that was. Yeah, wonder why Wonder why they left. But y'all, y'all should watch, if you want some parallels to some of the footage in Chapter Black, you should watch uh, an old German silent film called uh, Das Kabinetten der Dr. Caligari, okay. which is like an it's like an early horror movie. Mm-hmm. Is it that's coming at Dead Katamori? No, they're Dr. Caligari. Dr. Caligari. Because the, the doctor is a, supposed to be an Italian dude who comes to Germany. Oh. I gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's really it in terms of the animation. I'll probably, once we wrap up Chapter Black, I do have notes about that. So. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so thank you guys so much for listening to the Yu Yu Haka Show. Your support means all the worlds to us. Uh, w- <laughs> wait, um, real quick, we solicited listener questions and there was one comment oh, that I kidding. actually think is an interesting story. We got no questions, but if someone could just bring up uh, the uh, the listener responses. Because one person had a, a pretty cool one from before Yu Haka Show came to the States. Give us one second. Yeah. Sorry, I probably should have given people more warning. Gotcha. Where's that going to be at? Uh, it's just going to be on our page, and if you scroll down to the uh, like the question. Yeah, so if you guys have any questions or stories that you want to share with us, please do. 
like post it on our Facebook, hit us up on our Twitter. We really like hearing from you guys and just seeing what you think of the podcast, but also about the show in general, the U Hawk show. And well, that one's interesting, it, but not what it means we could talk about that to you. Um, which thoughts you want to share? Uh, we're still finding the stuff, but yeah. Also, uh, rate us on iTunes. It turns out we have a decent amount of ratings on iTunes, which Patrick had pointed out to me. But yeah, continue. Just give us written reviews. Tell us how we could improve. Hopefully, hopefully, give us five stars. But you know, it's, it's whatever, man. Do do you? I gotcha. So it's the one by Jennifer Dawson, right? Yeah. Okay. So uh, Patrick found it. Uh, Hannah also found another one that we can say afterwards. But uh, Jennifer uh, Dossler, Dossler, Jennifer D. Dossler. Okay. Uh, left us a, a note uh, when we solicited some re- like responses, and it's kind of interesting. She says, no questions, but I just want to say the Karama vs. Karasu fight is my favorite of the entire show. Karasu has the creepy stalker vibe going towards Karama, and that makes the threat personal. It's the first time you see Karama truly rattled. I love how the fight has so many twists and turns, measures and countermeasures, and lots of changes as to who has the upper hand. Mm. I've loved this battle since the first time I watched it on a slightly grainy fan dub in the late 90s before it ever came to Toonami. Watched it untold number of times and it never gets old for me. Oh, wow. I, I love awesome. that. That's awesome. Yeah. That's pretty sick. I always love the. I always love to find those fan dubs on DV, on, on like VHS tapes. Yeah, really cool. I'd, I'd like to see some of those. Um, we have another one that wasn't submitted directly for this purpose, but it's from uh, Jerome Castro. I'm guessing it's Jerome as opposed to Hiram, but uh, he he was uh, talking about sort of watching Yu show in like bad quality. That was kind of the topic that was going on at the time. And he mentioned, we used to watch it once a week, dubbed in Tagalog on local television, no subtitles, and it took two years to get to the end of the Dark Tournament saga. Why did it take so long to get there? Sometimes there were reruns of the same episode the following week. Oh, and also the rights to the anime went to another TV station and had to restart the whole show, but that one became a daily show now. Nice. <laughs> that sounds terrible. That sounds so rough. Yeah, we complained about being in the Dark Tournament for like 0.75 years. He was in it for two years. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Imagine being there for that long. Oh, my God. Yeah, just so like the part where they're finally leaving Hanging Neck Island, he's like, I felt that personally. IRL, dog. <laughs> it's like, they're like leaving, man, this felt like two years almost. What are you talking about? It's only been two weeks. <laughs> I I bet if we actually looked at the dates of the Dark Terminator, probably, they probably were there at max a month, but I assume it's even less than that. I think it's less than that, because from what I understood, they were gone for like school vacation. Mm-hmm. I don't think... Unless someone knows how long typically Japanese junior highs or high school students have. But I imagine it's at most three weeks. And showing time, it's about whatever fits, fits the plot conveniently. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Shonen like, science. Yeah, like, Shonen relativity. Yeah, like, like Yu-Gi-Oh! Where they, they leave and, and stay on an island for months to fight card games and not go to school. Yep. We're in Egypt. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so... It, <laughs> So Sarah, if you want to do the outro, hell so yeah. finally, thank you guys so much for listening to the Yu Yu Hawk Show. Your support means all the worlds to us, human, demon, and spirit. Please hit us up with questions, requests, and stories, or just to talk with us on our Facebook at the Yu Yu Hawk Show with two O's, or at our Twitter at the Yu Yu Hawk Show. Um, tune in for the next episode where we'll finally start with the much-anticipated Black Chapter arc. 
Well, there might be something else that happens between then and now, actually. No, just kidding. <laughs> should we talk about now, or should we just leave them waiting? Well, I'll just leave you guys in anticipation. We'll so just, just uh, tune in yeah. for the next episode to find out. Yeah, we'll be running in the 90s with that one, right? Yeah, running in the 90s. It's a good way of life to be. I'm just running in the 90s. <laughs> yes, I want to know. Yes, I want to see. Alright, so I'll see you guys. See you later. See you later. Bye. Bye. Sayonara. Bye bye. <laughs> Go. Cool. Yeah, I'm too sorry. Hang on.
You know, I was actually, I was actually considering. Speaking of villains, oh, you hear. Oh, oh what was that? I don't know, a bag. Oh, okay, we're cool. As long as it's not like a laptop or something. Like, yeah, that, that was just Tony. Bag. That was Tony. There's a laptop. No, there's a there's an iPad in the bag. Don't tell Tony. I will not see anything. Well, it's pretty well protected. Like that looks like a solid bag. All right. Yeah. All right. Sorry, guys. It's Elisa early. It's all okay. Uh, I'm gonna your day. I did half of it. Yeah. Probably gonna be the shortest cast we ever do. Unless you guys find something. Oh, no, you guys are talking about the art after. Yeah, yeah but okay. it's not, like, I think this episode will probably be, like, at most, like, an hour 30. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. We're at 40 so minutes wait, right now. Because yeah. you guys are the art, or, well. I, I did a lot of notes. But it's it probably will be a little more concise when we actually yeah. talk about it. Like, that's 66, yeah, 66, like, that art style changed, right? Like, yeah. And it got worse, or, like, just different? To me, it got different, in my opinion, better, okay. like, from an animation standpoint. Okay. But, like, like, it's it a style, so the style is not as, mm-hmm. like, hard, like, hard, hard. Lines, right? Yeah, it got like, super... Like, yeah, they were, like, <laughs> the, the demons were running away, they were just like, oh, yeah. we're blobs now. But I personally like it. it okay. I like the next season a lot. Oh, so is that um, how the rest of the next season it's is? It's experimental. Well, I think okay. that's the best word. It looks like a better version of what you've seen. Okay. Yeah. Because, like, that, that 66 looked... Like, Did I saw the preview, and I was like, oh, okay, that looks better in that same, like, vein. But, like, it almost looked like they outsourced that one episode to, like, a different studio. Is it was a really weird time to switch directors. Um, which I will talk okay. about yeah. in the thing... I personally think they subtly have been doing it depending on the episode. So yeah, that like the, the Hie the Hie versus Bui fight is like definitely it's the like, one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. the, yeah, so certain episodes highlight it and stuff. So and it'll be really evident in the chapter black. So yeah, there's so many assholes on YouTube who don't realize that it was a purposeful choice. They're just like, man, this is like shit right now. It's like, what are you talking? I honestly thought it, like, I was, like, on the fence between I can't tell if this is just different or shitty for that, like, one episode. Mm-hmm. Because I think that the quality seemed to, like, have, like, the skin tones even between, like, Genkai in one scene look different than Genkai in another scene. Uh, they watched Genkai, it was really weird. Yeah. Oh, did yeah. they? No, no. no. Uh, well, like, she looked gray in one episode, like, she was and then dead. ashier, and then... She was dead. Well, then, like, in the same, like, in the night, they cut to another scene, and she has a different skin tone. She was alive. <laughs> yeah, one is alive, one is dead. They, uh, made her alive or dead, but, uh... Um... Uh, she's like the, uh, Schrodinger's she... cat of people. <laughs> of people? Yeah. Is she old? Is she not? Who she's knows? She's the Schrodinger's she cat person. It's both alive and dead. Oh. Okay. I should have a Schrodinger's cat. Just <laughs> a cat in a box. A cat that's both dead and alive? Or just, yeah, I guess a cat in a box. <laughs> cat in a box. Just a cat in a box, babe. Just oh, I was, I was going for Trapped in a Box, the fucking No Doubt song. <laughs> oh, I think you did Trapped in the Corner? Trapped in oh, a box. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's a good-ass song, though. Trapped in a box? Yeah. Box is a great song. I think Trapped in the Closet. I'm like, that's actually very shitty. <laughs> well, given everything we know about R. Kelly. It's, it's extra shitty, but before that, it was almost a comedic Did you Did you hear the Trapped in the Cupboard one? That the, it was, um, it was jo- uh, Jordan Peele on, when he, on Mad TV. Oh did a God. thing called Trapped in the Cupboard. <laughs> it's pretty fucking funny. Jordan? Oh, he's doing Twilight Zone. That's the one thing I got from yeah. Simple. Like, seriously, I was, t- I was talking yeah. to my sister. I think Jordan, J- Jordan, uh, was it Jordan... I know Keen Peel. They're like the Abbott and the Costello of, 20, of the 21st century. 
in my opinion. I think there's going to be a lot of some most people you say that to, man. I know what you mean, but... Yeah, I was like, I don't know who that is. Say, I think most people want to know who Ellen and Costello are. Who are they? They were the, some old comedians. They're, they're comedian duo. group. They're like, they're like the gold, they were like the golden era of comedy. Like, the... Golden era is in, like, literally called golden era. Oh, it's like... Yeah, that time. Like, amazingly good. Sorry, guys. All right, have a good night. Have a good night. See you. What is it? Jordan something? What's the last Jordan name? Peele. Jordan Peele and then yeah. Key... key uh, no, this is his last name. I, I don't remember his first. Something Key. Yeah. Ray Key? Ray Key. Ray Key. Ray Key. <laughs> that would have been a pretty good uh, name for like a fan subgroup back in the day. <laughs> we should have named this episode that. No. Damn it. Okay, I'm ready whenever you guys are. I have, like, no energy today. Me too. Alright, ready? Oh, no.